What's going on, guys? Welcome to January's episode of Game of the Month, the show where we pick a game at random every month, and at the end of the month, we talk about it. My name's Seth, and joining me today is Chevy. Chevy, how you doing? Doing pretty good. Uh, if you guys don't follow our other channel uh, where we watch stuff and talk about it, we just did uh, Trigun today. So. Yep. Fourth episode of Trigun. We just talked about it. We reviewed it. That'll be up over on Tasty Flicks. So definitely go check that out. We've been enjoying that show so far. And we had to stop watching Near because they stopped putting it out. So yeah. we won't be reviewing that anymore. At least for the time being. Yeah. So, Which sucks, uh, but whatever. Out of the two, I was more pumped on watching Trigun anyway. So yeah. um, at least we got that. And then, uh, yeah. yeah. Been, been doing stuff over there. Yeah, other than that, uh, same old, same old. I've yep. just been working, so. Not me. I've been on vacation. Yeah. That's why this episode has been delayed by a couple days. I apologize, but also not a whole lot because I, you know, need to recharge my batteries, and I've been doing that, so yeah. it's been a good time. And, uh, yeah, we got to talk about a game we played in January, though, and that yep. was Celasta, um, which we will talk about in a sec, but we have to pick a brand new game of the month for February because I picked uh, Celasta for January. And so we got to go back to the random pick. And this is how we do it. In case you don't know, we got a wheel. It's got a bunch of back burner games on a list. We're going to hit the wheel. It's going to spin and whatever it lands on, we're going to be playing in February. You guys can see the games and we will find out uh, anything you want to say before we find out what we're playing in February. Anything you're hoping for? Final uh... Fantasy? <laughs> I mean, I always play Final Fantasy. Uh, I'm part of me is hoping for No Man's Sky because I'm supposed to be getting my PSVR two this month, and that would be a good excuse. <laughs> I just saw footage of Gran Turismo Seven in PSVR two, and it's like amazing looking. That's good to hear. I saw someone play the Horizon game, and they said mm. it was pretty cool. So. Because they could like you reach for your arrows and everything. So interesting. Yeah, yeah it's crazy how uh, how positive I'm hearing everything about PSVR two is. Like it's 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 pretty cool. Well, the hardware is on par with every other VR thing yeah, now. It's, so they it's can do crazy. It. Yeah. yeah, yeah. They just waited enough time where like they can do that, and mm. now they are. And, you know, people don't pump out VR headsets nonstop, so it's easy to kind of catch up. So yeah. um, I am hoping for World War Z, maybe, because I've already been playing that anyway lately. That and so yeah. with the new update, it would be really interesting to talk about and review that. I also don't think we've ever reviewed World War Z on the channel. And it's a game I've played a lot. So that'd be pretty cool. Also, um, uh, there's another one. Uh, ESO, I've been wanting to play again lately. So. That'd be a uh, convenient one. Halo Infinite would be interesting if we get that as well, just because I don't know what the state of that game is, but I'm hearing a lot of negative things, so uh, we can find out ourselves. But with that, we should just spin the wheel and find out. I'm going to do that in three, two, one, and go. It is spinning. Games are flying by, and it's slowing down to... Oh, oh, wow. Barely. Okay. okay. Barely landed on Forza Horizon 5. We'll be playing that in February. Okay. Very interesting. Um, what do you think? I think I probably need to pick up the DLCs, even though I don't think that's what necessarily what we'll be covering. But um, Just the game. Whatever, yeah. whatever you want to play on that. No, I enjoy the game. Um, I haven't played it, obviously, since launch, so I'd be interested to see if anything has changed, if they gave away any vehicles in that time. Or if I started up and there's going to be 700 ads when I started in typical Microsoft fashion. So we'll see. Yeah. 
It's really interesting because I've been playing Need for Speed Unbound lately, and uh, it's actually pretty fun. But I tried the online, and it's not good uh, because you get put into the city with, like, I think 15 other people. And your friends can join, too. But to do races, you have to initiate a race. You drive to the spot. You start the race, and then you wait. And second, a second person has to join the race for it to even start. And there's no NPCs. And so you're dependent on if somebody wants to do the race with you. And when they do, they have like souped up crazy cars and they just like smoke you instantly. And I'm like, this is a really dumb system. And it kind of just made me want to play uh, Forza Horizon 5. Because I was like, they, they got this locked. Like, just copy them. Yeah. Like, Need for Speed should just copy what they did with Horizon. Like, because it's better. For sure. So um, I was thinking about it recently. So that's really interesting that we're going to be playing it uh, in February. Yeah, and we've had, we had really good um, connections with Forza as well. I don't remember there being any issues when we were racing. So No, it was, it was smooth. So it would be really interesting to get everybody together and play it again and uh, review it. Mm. So I'm uh, looking forward to it because I've been playing racing games lately. So um, it was kind of work out for me. Um, yeah, anything else? Just trying to see why it doesn't match on the screen there. What? Uh, oh, it's because that thing popped up. That's why. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. I was trying to figure out why I said Outriders on the screen, but that's because... I removed yeah, the yeah, thing, yeah. so... All right, so let's just jump into the game we okay. played, which was Celasta. If you haven't played this game or even heard of it, because I only heard of it like a month and a half ago for the first time, it is a uh, turn-based... RPG that is in a similar vein as like um, Divinity Original Sin, Baldur's Gate, games like that. Uh, But it's also very heavily inspired by 5th edition D&D and aims to be a uh, virtual simulation of that, essentially. Uh, The game does not have a singular... Uh, story. It has campaigns you can play through, just like in D&D, and uh, you can make your own campaigns. It has a campaign editor where you can create your own maps, uh, stories, all sorts of stuff with Steam support, so you're able to download other people's campaigns. You make your own characters. You can make them just whenever you want, uh, just like you know, pen and paper, or you can make it when you start a uh, campaign, or you can use some of the pre-made characters. Uh, yeah, so we played um, the first and second campaign a little bit. Um, and I downloaded somebody else's campaign to see how that works. And yeah, you essentially play through, you level up. Uh, it's very much like D&D. You actually were predict not predicting, you were making a lot of um, accurate guesses to things while we're playing yeah. it because of uh, you know prior knowledge of D&D. And, uh, and yeah, you play through the campaign, your characters level up. It's up to four player uh, co-op. So uh, if there's like, you know, four people, they're all uh, controlling one character piece. Or if it's like three people, I would control two characters and then somebody would control one a piece or however you want to do it. And uh, you level up, you get new perks, you become the wizard you always wanted to be or the rogue or, you know, the bard or whatever. There's a lot of classes in this game. And uh, I think that's about everything. We both played it. And uh, Chevy, tell me your impressions of Salasta in January. Okay. Um, just because it's honestly probably going to be the shortest part of, of my impressions. I'm actually just going to start with the bad stuff real quick. Mm-hmm. Um, the graphics are okay yeah. in the game. Uh, and that's not a deal breaker, but it's definitely noticeable. 
um, especially in character creation, which has very limited um, visual appearance options. Uh, not a deal breaker. I would love more, though. Uh, and then the other pretty big nitpick I have uh, is networking. Uh, stability is kind of crap in this game. Uh, unsyncing happens. All of a sudden, you're all playing different instances, even though you're supposedly playing together. And you have to like save, quit, reload the game, get people to join in. Or in some cases, complete disconnects happen. Yeah. And you have to do the same thing. And there's an interesting thing that happens. I don't know if it's just on my end or not, because I was always hosting when I played with you guys. But um, my cinematics would lag. Yes. And yeah. I think that was it trying to sync with everybody it, at the same time. Yeah, it definitely is. And so, like, you might even see it in this footage. The cinematics, they'll, like, be jittery and, like, mm. it's kind of hard to follow. But luckily, you know, you're still hearing what they're saying and making the decisions you want to make. But it does take you out of the immersive experience. Yeah. And so that's something I would like to see improved in the game. Um, uh, but with that, that is the end of all my complaints for the game. Yeah. <laughs> The game is a lot of fun. It is literally Dungeons and Dragons without the name. Uh, and there's just a lot of, of choice in character. You can make them ahead of time. You can make them during a campaign uh, as you load into someone's room. Or if you decide you want to play a single player and just play all four characters yourself, you can do that as well. Yeah, an example of that, too, is before you had even played with us, uh, you had went through and made one of every class. Yep. Just to kind of check out the character creation yeah, yeah, and kind yeah. of you know theory craft your your classes and stuff. Well, like that. To, to make sure to see if it was pretty much D and D, and it definitely is. So, mm-hmm. um, and no complaint uh, unless Hazard decides to change their mind and he hesitates to say the name in case they decide to be jerks about the video. But uh, yeah, and I already got a uh, uh, my first uh, copyright strike ever covering something recently. So. Uh, it'd be funny if I got another situation like that. Yeah, it'd be scary. Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah you only get three, so I got one now. Uh, the open licensing for D&D so that you can do it, so people can do whatever they want with that system. Uh, uh, this game but definitely uh, benefits from that, uh, I assume. Otherwise, there's some very loose language in what you're allowed to do with, with those systems. Anyways, that being said, um, very at home if you're familiar with the system uh, and then playing the game feels very natural as well uh, if you've played any other game like you mentioned a divinity a Baldur's gate icewind dale neverwinter nights any of those games mm-hmm. um, super at home with that uh, dialogue is done by almost like a voting system host does get the choice but they can see what other players want to pick mm-hmm. and that can uh, depending on who you're playing with obviously uh maybe sway their their decision in that Um, yeah my my biggest decision maker is if somebody in our party had uh stats that -hmm. could benefit the dialogue i would always click that one first yeah after that unless i felt really compelled to click something i'm like yeah of course we would say that i normally would just wait around see what people wanted and you know kind of switch it up a bit because I, I wanted to be fun for everybody but you know that's dependent on whoever's hosting right right. how they're they're gonna play so um I played single player. I played with you. I played with you and two others. And I played uh, with Chris. So I've played uh, uh, multiple different like variations of, of people. Um, we did the first and second campaign, like you said. Mm-hmm. Uh, every time, even repeating the first campaign three times at this point, um, 
it doesn't bother me. I, mm-hmm. It's a it's a fun game to play, um, and you can skip the dialogue. So if you've watched it once, um, unless someone with you is watching it, you can just skip it. So like for me and you, if we did the first campaign, we just could just skip through all the dialogue real easy. Mm-hmm. Um, game has factions that you can turn stuff into and unlock stuff, which is um, pretty cool. I was looking through some of the magical items you can get, and there's some pretty cool equipment in the game. Um, uh, one thing I did buy was a, a, a quiver that allows you to once per day uh, just create arrows, which was pretty cool for one of my archer characters. Hmm. Um, and that's kind of a lower level item. So you can kind of like take that and kind of get an idea where you're going uh, with things. Uh, game has crafting and it's really um, not explained well, but it's like super simple. You just you set up your your crafting uh, recipes that you want to do if your people have the, the skills. And then when you camp for the night, they try to do it. That That's that simple. So um, all the systems are very easy, even though there's a lot of stuff that you can do in the game. And mm-hmm. you really should read everything as you're going through um, it. It lets you just kind of. You know, do you want to spend gold? Do you want to make the stuff yourself? You know, you can kind of make those decisions. So uh, it's the game does cool. have a really good uh, play it how you want mm. feeling to it. It does feel like a campaign in the sense that, you know, I can make whatever class I want to make and make whatever decisions I want to make and go about things the way I want to go about them. And it's always going to unless you know, I made a shit character or something like that. It's always going to work out. It's mm. always going to allow you to do that. So they did a really good job on um, creating uh, the whole the whole feeling of individual campaigns starting this campaign and it's going to be even if it's the same one like you said this time might be different because you know this character has this and well some of that also comes down to dice rolls too right like you can have a i mean we had (laughs) one battle with the the four when we had the four player campaign Mm -hmm. uh no one was rolling good and it was miserable (laughs) and this game actually uh it feels unfair when the when the enemies are rolling well and you're not rolling well but uh, it also sometimes feels like the enemies aren't rolling well so the game does a really good job on uh simulating like actual dice rolls Mm -hmm. and not just like you trust us like you know we're we're uh you know making sure it's always actual dice rolls like it, it feels it feels fair well and i've replayed some of those fights that we got stuck on um when it was me and chris mm-hmm. and we were rolling great and yeah. i was like i had so, we had so much trouble with this when we came through this and like we just kind of slaughtered them this yeah. time it's, it's i had a similar experience crazy. when me and josh played together and mm-hmm. then me you sarah and josh played together and uh there are some fights that we just like walked through it wasn't even like an event yeah um and some of that's due to you know these new characters i've made are built better since you know the the other ones i made because you know i've played the game now quite a bit but also that fight was just going smoother because the roles were there mm-hmm. and um the strategy was there and all sorts of stuff so yeah um and even though it's kind of limited the game has uh voice work um mm-hmm. needs improvement there's some pretty bad voice actors in the game i actually love the voice work in the game because it's I'm like laughing at it all the time. And I know it's not like a good thing. Like yeah. You want it to be like good and immersive, but it doesn't even need to be there. Honestly, they didn't have to do the voice work. This in is this true. Game. They could have just had, you know, text and it, it wouldn't have changed anything really, but that they do have these, like in the two main campaigns, these like cutscenes that happen yeah. where people are talking at one point, I'm kind of impressed that obviously, uh, I, 
this isn't like a big triple A game. Yeah. Um, and so my expectations are, are not very high. And so that they even went out of their way to do two campaigns that are like 30 hours a piece uh, with all this dialogue uh, is, is super impressive, especially when every character you make can have like four different voices. When I um, super appreciate it, don't get me wrong. Yeah. But then like depending on where you're going, what kind of personalities you have with your classes, all sorts of stuff, are your characters um, dialogue can sometimes feel broken. Somebody will say something and someone will respond to it in a really weird way. Yeah. And it's hilarious to me. I actually, it's not a negative at all. It's so goofy. I think it's funny. Yeah. Um, but it's not, it's not the ideal situation. No. But I, it's not a negative for me, which is really weird too. When I was referring to it needs work, there are some of the voice actors who yeah. I don't think they were acting. <laughs> I think they were just reading some lines. Yeah. Um, Especially the, and you know, it doesn't have to be, it's not like medieval fantasy, even though it pretty much is, but like the accents all over the place, all over. There'll be like British people, people with American accents, all sorts of shit. And I'm like, what is this place? Yeah. And depending on how you view that, I mean, obviously that could be a negative or positive. I mean, we praise um, Earth Defense Force for how cheesy it is all the time. Sure. It's part of its charm. I'll use the the word campy. This doesn't feel campy. It feels... um, like they did what they could with the resources they had. I think it's a good. Way to put um, it. Yeah, <laughs> that's how I would put it because uh, they put the effort in, yeah. but they just weren't able to nail it. Yeah, but I like it. I think it's funny, even though you'll talk to a random guy. Like, there's that guy at the bar who's just like standing there, and you mm-hmm. you go to talk to somebody. Everybody's got their British accents, and all of a sudden that guy just comes up and he's just like, "Hey, I heard you guys talking over there. I'm blah blah blah." <laughs> and he's just like has like an American accent. He sounds like just some dude they found on the street. And like mm-hmm. just read these lines will give you like twenty bucks. Yeah. The guy's like, okay. And that's how they did. Like that's what it sounds like to yeah. me. But uh I kinda love it. So Yeah, it's hard not to like smirk about it when you're playing. So Yeah. Um Yeah. Uh, other than that, uh, one of the things I, I really like about the game is when you're traveling, there is uh, it's just like an overhead map and, and you basically have a token that's kind of traveling across this map. But in the bottom left, they've they've taken the trouble to um, to put like a, a log that's mm-hmm. happening day by day. And it'll, you know, cover the important stuff like you're walking, you're sleeping, you ate rations, which are important. You have to keep track of, but also do stuff like blah, 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 played a flute. Someone, you know, practiced, you know, this other thing. Someone meditated for you. Somebody made food for everybody. Somebody. Yeah. Yeah. And I love that kind of stuff in in any game. Well, it sells the idea of an adventure when Mm -hmm. you're playing D and D the idea of, you know, playing with your friends and the, the almost more mundane aspects of the adventure, not just the fighting, uh, kind of makes it feel like you're on an adventure. And in this game, you go to the zones essentially and you you talk to NPCs and you fight stuff and the fighting is definitely the highlight. I think the combat's really fun. But um yeah, those little touches of like, oh, you're traveling from this location to this location and it's gonna take like four days. Uh you're eating rations, you're stopping at night um to sleep. Um, you can get ambushed, you can run into people, you can ambush people if you run into certain types of mobs, but then also you got this log that's get, that's adding like flavor to your characters it makes you feel like you have a party that's like lively and they're Mm. doing things they're not just like npcs going like all right tell me where to go and what to hit 
So yeah, and without like going too into the the story of the first campaign, there is a moment where you are Lord of the Rings. You get yeah, you get a piece of equipment, uh, and it quite literally becomes the precious. Yeah, uh, and the fact that that is uh, something that someone has to decide that their character is committed to. Uh, I think it's kind of amazing to be honest. Yeah, I think it's neat. Yeah, change so. it, like the campaign actually changes. Yeah, uh, from that moment, and, and it it's forces a cool one character to participate in that. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, pretty. And you cool. get to have that choice. Mm. Um, yeah, it's pretty neat. And yeah. then the second campaign feels completely different than the first one. So they did yeah. a really good job on um, on that variety. And I would love to see in the future them release more uh, campaign packs. Because you can make your own campaigns, which I think is amazing and something I didn't really delve with into too much. I played a little bit with it. Um, I, yeah, I looked at it, but like I don't have the time to make these campaigns. But yeah. the tools are pretty robust. You get to make maps uh, individually, characters individually. You can set up mission types and then implant them into your game and stuff like that. And so that's really neat. But they don't have the same kind of quality because there's no voice work in them as like the official campaigns. And so I'd love to see them in the future implement more mm. campaigns uh, and even sell them. Uh, if they're 30 hours a piece or whatever, oh, they should you, 100% you could totally sell them. those campaigns, yeah. official campaigns, and I would yeah. buy them because once I'm done with the first campaign, second campaign, um, you know, I'll play other people's campaigns. I hear they're really great. I was looking at reviews, um, but you know, to get another official campaign would be really cool and be a great way for them to keep making money, add new classes, all sorts of stuff. So yeah, for sure. Um, you only got a couple more things to add and then, uh, I'll let you kind of, uh, go on with your impressions of the game itself. But, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, you kind of brought up combat and I haven't talked about it yet, but combat is pretty much what you would expect out of this type of game. If you played one before, um, uh, though it has some stuff about it I really like, which uh, one of those things is environmental um, objects. So if there's like stalagmites or tights, I never remember which ones are on the, the, the ceiling. But uh, if, uh, what are those called? Chandeliers, etc. cetera. Uh, you can target those and it'll show you where they'll fall and that will cause um, damage and sometimes um, stumbling of uh, enemy targets. And if you're stealth it does not start initiative they just take damage mm-hmm. so um kind of cool i like that a lot uh, a lot of really cool systems out yeah um spells are uh <laughs> not safe in in certain circumstances uh for example and i didn't get a chance to play with it yet but when we stopped our four player campaign i just unlocked fireball and it's aoe marker is huge and if you guys are standing in that you're getting hit as well mm-hmm. so um, you have to think a lot, especially if you become like a spellcaster, because spells get pretty wild uh, and become very situational because you can't just unleash them whenever you want unless your your party's just okay with taking a crap ton of damage with the monsters or the enemies. So, yeah, um, which I appreciate because it doesn't make sense to throw a fireball and, you, you know, your buddies are just immune to fire all of a sudden. So uh, I like I like that aspect of it a lot. Mm. Um and then all the classes feel fun to play. I have played now uh, a paladin. I've played an archer. I've played a wizard. And I've played a bard so far. And uh, they've all been fun in combat, all of them. The most boring one's been my my fighter or my archer um, because fighters are kind of you know smooth brain. They do one thing. So, mm-hmm. like, I'm powerful, but it's not like – there's no, like, flair to combat. I just – Aim, shoot, aim, shoot. That's it. Um, 
That's kind of like my uh, my rogue when I first started building him for like the first four levels. He was just stab people, mm. and he's really good at it. I just walk him go boom and do a huge right, right. damage. But like I didn't really have moves for a while, and I was like, oh, this guy's kind of basic. But now it's kind of getting fleshed out. But the worst class I played so far, and I think it's my fault, is the warlock. I don't think I made him right because he misses way too much, or I'm not playing him correctly, possibly. So I think it is an error on my part, but that's been the least fun I've had. But I also can kind of echo what you're saying. Uh, every class I've played, and I've played quite a bit of them, because a lot of times I'm playing with, like, I'm playing two characters on every campaign. Mm-hmm. So um, and I've played, I think, five different campaigns at this point. Um, they've all been great. I've mm-hmm. enjoyed um, pretty much every class. But this, this game in general it has, like, a lot of, like, systems and i think it it does a really good job at uh classes um the way combat works stuff like that and then you know including things like you know elves and and dwarves having like dark vision and stuff like that and that mattering in combat um even to the extent of like spiders do worse in light but you do better in light so Mm -hmm. it's like in complete completely your benefit to like light up the spiders so that you can hit them more often and make them miss more often is a good example so yeah there's again a lot of systems in place that the game has that uh feels like it's really the the highlight of the game like even when you're talking about environmental things you can Mm. use uh light matters in the game uh we learned the hard way early on that we were trying to shoot people from across uh this cave and the cave was dark and we're missing a lot and i was like wait i'm pretty sure this has to do with light um so that's really neat and then like there's certain spells and enemy types that can like walk up walls and that changes things quite a bit when there's an enemy on the, uh, down a cliff attacking you while you can't walk down that cliff. So you have to start getting kind of creative. There's just a lot of, uh, a lot of, a lot of systems that I, I really enjoy. Yeah. And if you're not familiar with Dungeons and Dragons, it might be a little overwhelming, but I would just suggest like, if you, you know, go through combat, you can lose. It'll reload before the fight starts yeah. and you can try again. So like, don't worry about too much. It's not punishing as long yeah. as you're saving. Take take those failures. I, I've died plenty of times at this point um, and had to start the fight over. So mm-hmm. uh, it happens. And it's so funny too, because sometimes I'll just get like destroyed in a fight. And I haven't died a whole lot of times, but I've died a couple times and uh, or failed because somebody important died. Mm-hmm. And then I would reload it and the fight would go completely different. Yeah. So it's like, it's literally like, you know, a lot of it's your tactics. You're going to know how the fight's going to go, kind of. They're always different, but like, it's all the it's all the dice rolls. And yeah, the dice is a big one. Yeah. Um, and then even things like athletic checks, like if you try to jump a, a, a huge gap, most characters can't do it unless they have high athletics. And they still have to make a roll to make that jump. So mm-hmm. um, Yeah, I had a dwarf character on one of my campaigns who every time he jumped across anything would always fall down. Mm-hmm. He didn't take damage, but he'd always go and just hit the ground. Have right. to get but back if up. that was in combat, yep. you'd have to take a turn to stand then. Yeah. So um, so stuff to think about. And it's, it's pretty cool. I like that. Um, yeah. I had one other thing I was going to talk about. Oh, the, yeah. The character. Not the character. The um, campaign maker. I played with it just a little bit, so I can't talk a lot on it. But the map maker, um, either I don't understand it, which is completely completely possible mm-hmm. or there aren't mirrored parts and that drives me insane <laughs> yeah, i feel like you should maybe watch like a youtube video I, maybe there's some stuff should. you don't know um that being said because i and i spent some time trying to figure it out because i couldn't just figure it out in game that's something i would probably add to the game to help explain it a little better yeah. or at least make it more obvious because um, i obviously i was very lost on that um 
that's pretty much all I got in that. But yeah, it gives you a grid. Things fit, you know, within those things. You can pick what size of grid you want to do for the the part you're making. I was trying to make like a little town, for example. Um, yeah, uh, if if I could figure out how to make you know symmetrical walls and stuff like that. Um, otherwise, it's really simple. It's just drag and click. So yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, those are over my all my impressions. I, I overall, you know, minus a couple nitpicky things here and there, I had a blast. So, yeah, pretty much echo the things you didn't like about it. I do think the networking is something that could be improved for sure. I also am maybe too understanding of that this isn't a giant AAA company that made this game. Uh, it still sucks, but um, it's still playable, so it's not that big of a deal. But yeah, the disconnects are kind of annoying. Uh, it seemed like it's happening to certain people more often than others, but there were some times where people just got straight up, like, dropped out of the game instantly, and other times where it's, like, this long, drawn-out thing where, like, oh, are they getting kicked? What's going on? Well, like, I had a moment, for example, with Chris where I crit hit someone, but on his screen I missed. So our game's oh, interesting. completely. Interesting. But it, we were still... Oh, that happened to us, though, didn't it? When we fought the some, gorillas? Somewhere, yeah. Yeah, because on uh, my screen or your screen, I don't remember. One of us got like the final blow and it's supposed to be the end of the the fight but when that happened it said game over and it's because on the other screen um one of the characters had died yeah and that was a game over uh situation and so we both saw different things i was like what just happened yeah um so yeah that's kind of uh annoying especially because we got through that whole fight and had to do it again but i like the combat so it's not that big of a deal but yeah so desyncing as well as disconnecting it's just not reliable yeah. which i don't like saying but it's just a fact um and then yeah i I think building characters in the game is a lot of fun i really enjoy it uh but i wish there were some more um like faces at the very least and hairstyles uh the stats are all there i love making characters in this game but uh making them look different different i uh there was there's one i think it was you made dwarves that look pretty much the almost same. the same. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was like, look, I'm like, are they brothers? And we had the same scar and everything. Yeah, and I was like, that's fucking weird. But uh, <laughs> but it's whatever. Um, but yeah, outside of that, uh, I really enjoyed this game. I actually had somebody mention it uh, on one of my videos on TikTok, talking about he had played it on Game Pass and he didn't know what it was really. And then him and his friend were playing it, and instantly they went and bought all the DLCs because they're like, we, we want all the content. Mm. And I'm like, well, what the fuck is that game? Looked it up and uh, just been hooked ever since. Uh, I really admire that this game is less about telling this big grand story, more about offering you tools to have uh, D&D uh, as you know a, a video game. Um, it is literally trying to be D&D. Um, where you know you're making campaigns, making characters, all that stuff, and and playing, and it gives you all the tools, and they're really simple to use. Um, there are obviously some things in the um, editing that uh, either we don't get or could be better. Uh, it'd be really confusing if you couldn't make symmetrical <laughs> maps. Um, but I really like that it's just all about the systems, all about the tools in place for you to be able to get what you want out of this game. Whether you just want to play through a campaign uh, and you don't want to make characters, you can make or you can play the pre-made ones, or you can get hands-on and make your own campaigns, which I think would be really neat if somebody just like being like a, a dungeon master, um, you know, sat and worked on a campaign and then them and them, their friends played it. That would be really neat, and it's cool that it even offers that because there's not really a whole lot of games like that. I know back in the day, I think Icewind Dell had something like that 
had like a D and D or DM mode or something. Ne- like never Winter Nights. Never Winter Nights. Never Winter yeah. Nights. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, you know, back then they were able to do stuff like that kind of, uh, but nowadays you don't really see a whole lot of that. So it's cool. This game's trying to do that. And uh, I think they do a pretty good job at it. Um, like I said before, all the classes are really cool. And there's quite a bit of them, um, all with, you know, completely different natural stats, uh, perks, um, there's two different types of dwarves, which I think is cool. And there's two different types of one of the elves, um, which is really cool. And there's like personality stuff, which I like too. You get to pick uh, one of four determining personalities, which I think affects the way your character talks. And then uh, you get a bunch of like what would essentially be like chaotic neutral and chaotic evil type things you can pick from to kind of craft how your character is going to talk in dialogue and decisions that they'll have to make. So you get some pretty cool variety uh, with a uh, varied party of, you know, characters that a bunch of different people made, um, which leads to dialogue that's always interesting. I have not played a campaign um, that felt like the other campaign when it came to how the party reacted to the the dialogue. You know, obviously the characters you talk to are going to say the same thing every time. But um, yeah, it also depends if it's, if it's a story cutscene the dialogue stays the same yeah but if it's like stuff happening a good example of that what what i think was uh sarah's character didn't talk a lot and there would be times yeah. where like someone would would mention something that maybe led to like loot or something all of a sudden they were interested yeah yeah <laughs> yeah and it just adds it adds character and flavor to the characters you created in the campaign you're playing so i really appreciate that even though it does come out kind of clunky in the voice work, but I already kind of talked about, it. I like that. So, yeah. um, I prefer not be there, but, uh, at least it's in a funny, uh, way that it happens outside of just an annoying one. Um, yeah. So the campaigns are cool. I've played both of them. Um, I think I put about 30 hours into this game. Um, but I've been playing multiple campaigns, so I haven't gotten super far into the game. I think I, one of my highest level characters is like five or six. Um, and this is like D and D, so like every level is like a huge fucking jump on your character. Like, uh, you get some pretty substantial increases every time you level. Um, yeah, that might not be everyone's thing. Just to kind of throw that out there, leveling is not yeah. fast. <laughs> yeah, it's not fast, but it's worthwhile when it happens. Yes. And gear's not plentiful, but there is definitely gear, and you'll find like you know rare gear and stuff like that. So you get to really kind of build your character out. I do wish there was more uh, weapons and armor types, but there's there's plenty in there. Um, but it'd be cool if there's even more variety, but yeah, uh, the campaigns are cool. Um, I think they're, they're well enough, uh, done. Um, and, uh, yeah, I like the way they do them. I also like that people can make them. So, and you can download them on, um, what's that steam thing? Workshop. Workshop. Thank you. Uh, there, you can just upload them to workshop you can subscribe to them and you can play other people's campaigns. So it's like perfect, uh, to exchange, uh, things people have worked on. And then obviously with the rating system, you can really find like the ones people are really enjoying. And, uh, one of them I downloaded it, uh, they said was like a 30 hour campaign and all these people are like, Oh, this is great. Like, I can't believe somebody made this. Yeah. I'm like, that's awesome. I love that. That that's a thing. Yeah. I'm actually surprised that something like Josh, at least from a writing perspective, would be interested in drawing out. Cause I know he likes to write. So yeah, well maybe he can write one and someone else can make the campaign. True. If he doesn't want to do that. Um, yeah, so the campaigns are cool. Decisions are cool. Um, there's a lot more to them than I thought there would be. So that's a good thing for sure. Combat's awesome. I really enjoy it. Uh, even when I'm not rolling well, uh, it feels fair. So I appreciate that. And when I'm doing well, it feels awesome. Like everyone seems to get really excited when the character does something really good, like mm. do a huge chunk of damage or actually, uh, you know, a strategy actually works out the way you wanted it to. 
Um, that's always satisfying. Uh, the locations are varied and the environmental stuff is there. So uh, you always have new challenges and new strategies you have to think up in every um, encounter. I really like the travel system. I think it's really neat. Um, it's really basic. It's really simple. But like you click on a location on the map and your party starts moving across the map. Days go by. Food goes by. Uh, random encounters happen. And it's always a lot of fun to find out what happens on that adventure. And that log you had mentioned, I think, is a really nice little touch that didn't need to be there. But that it is. I enjoy kind of reading it and seeing what happens um, on the journey. So kind of helps with the um, the immersion factor mm -hmm. of, of uh, you know random characters getting fleshed out so uh yeah systems are great i think it has a lot of great systems we already went over them but i just want to kind of say it again this game uh before anything visual is all systems and uh they thought a lot about how to implement uh very D, &D like rule sets into a uh, a digital game and i think they did a really good job on that um i'd love to see them you know add even more to it if they wanted to um the, the, the foundation's built. It's great already. It could only get better, so hopefully they support this game. And what else? Yeah, networking sucks. That's like the worst part about the game, but other than that, uh, the game's a blast. Um, I didn't play it by myself. Um, not out of not wanting to play by myself, but more so I enjoyed playing with people so much that it's, like that's the way I want to play this. It's definitely better with people, mm -hmm. and I think the reason for that, um, outside of the social reasons, is that when you're playing four characters, you're like aware of every tactic happening, obviously, because you're making them all. But if yeah. like you're playing multiplayer um, and everyone's playing their character the way they want to, you have to kind of like change your strategy around other people's what brains and stuff. So. Or somebody thinks up something you can think of in a situation. Mm -hmm. You're like, oh, shit, that's a good idea. Yeah. And I mean, D&D is a pen and paper game. You play with friends, right? And this is basically a replica. Repli replicating that um and so yeah i think that's definitely the way to play it also you can join randos games too um mm -hmm. if you want or like i said you can't play single player but. yeah yeah but all in all um it's a solid game i'll definitely be playing it after this month um well, I guess we're already in February, but I'm going to continue playing it. I, I really enjoyed playing it. Um, I have those campaigns with everybody I'm playing with, and I want to continue those. Um, I haven't beat a campaign yet, but I hear that you can either... Uh, when you make your characters, they always start at level one. Mm -hmm. But I guess when you beat a campaign, you're able to export that oh. character and continue on in another campaign. And I believe that. I read that, so I haven't seen it. But I believe that because some campaigns uh, that are in the workshop suggests that your character is like level 12 starting oh interesting so um, i like that okay yeah so that's um, very much like D, &D. you can your, carry your, character your sheet. yeah your character yeah. sheet exactly and uh or you know the character sheet exists uh as a default in the beginning and you know you can take that same character and put another campaign at level one again so there's cool. just a lot of freedom yeah like to that. to that that i really like so uh, the game's really well thought out and I think its biggest limitations are all things that come down to uh, resources and not a lack of ambition because um, I think they really try to do as much as they could in the best way they could with this game you can tell these people really wanted to make a D&D &D game that was like playing D&D &D in real life but in a video game um, do it. exactly <laughs> it, this is one of those situations where if somebody if they're not going to do it then somebody yeah. can you just can't call D&D &D, but they obviously are making D D and uh i think they did a really good job with what they got and i hope they support it yeah because it's a it's a really cool game that i'll definitely continue playing anything else you want to say i've said enough <laughs> yeah 
Um, okay, let's jump into recommendations then. I would recommend it to anybody who's into D&D. Um, if you like pen and paper games in general, not just D&D, um, this is a really good attempt at making a uh, open platform to get as much out of a D&D or pen and paper experience as you can through a digital game mm-hmm. um you know making campaigns writing stories making characters playing through campaigns stuff like that so if that sounds interesting to you play it um if you like turn-based rpgs of old or new uh, i would also recommend it to you it's not of the same quality as some of those games especially like a divinity or like Baldur's gate 3 um it's not uh it's not those guys but uh it's got a lot of systems that you'd expect out of a game of that high quality mm-hmm. so um if you like those games at all you, I I would strongly recommend you play Celeste. I think you'll like it. It's it's great. Um, if you like uh, medieval fantasy stuff, like D and D, high fantasy, yeah. high fantasy, um, check it out for sure. If you like cooperative games, turn based games, uh, I would recommend it to you. If you like character building, um, this strip just has character sheets with a lot of options, and though it lacks, uh, you know, physical looks. Uh, you know, customization. Um, when it comes down to the stats, you can get really creative with your characters, and I really appreciate that. Um, anything you would add? If you're a creative type and you like the idea of making your own campaign mm. that people can play through, um, there's not a lot of games that are going to do that, so I would definitely say this is a good uh, avenue for uh, a creative outlet. Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah, if you are uh, somebody who always wanted to DM or likes DM, DMing already or... Yeah, if you just like writing stuff, just if you like creating stuff, campaign, yeah. yeah, you can make your own campaigns, which is really cool. And yeah, anything else? Mm-mm. I can't think of much because even though I would recommend to a lot of people, it's also pretty specific. Yeah, I mean, there's just gonna be people who straight up can't play this game because the pacing, like combat, can take a while. <laughs> yeah, if you're not if you're not into turn based, yeah, combat, I I'm not gonna be like this is gonna change your mind. It's it's literally yeah, it's more of the same. So. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. Um, yeah, and if you're just a fan of playing tabletop games and you want to be able to do it from your computer, I mean, this is in that avenue. So. Yeah. Um, all right, let's grade it. I'm struggling because part of me wants to go high. Another part of me wants to keep it reasonable um, because I did really enjoy this game. It does have some weaknesses, and one being pretty crucial, the networking is a pretty pretty annoying thing, but it doesn't... It's, it's not game breaking. It's just fucking annoying. Um, I'm going to go with a very, 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 very light A minus. Um, just because what it offers is not offered by almost all games. It, it feels unique in the sense that it is giving you all these tools to have this D&D experience. And I think they do a really good job at it. It's a really great effort. It's a lot of fun. Um, I could see myself playing this game for a long time doing campaigns hopefully they add more or you know playing other people's campaigns and for that alone it's just uh it's got a place in this genre that i think uh more people should know about this game because i think it's a really really it's it's a diamond in the rough but it's definitely a gem it's it's a really fun game so yeah really like a minus i don't want to go too high though just because it has some some things to it that i think holds it back a little bit but nothing nothing too horrible so i mean i'm going high with an a so or a minus so yeah a minus yeah i mean i'm gonna echo you i think uh i've been thinking a minus since we started recording uh and that hasn't changed through the discussion uh it does have issues but i think the things i enjoy just 
so outweigh it that when things do go wrong, I just kind of accept it and wait to load back in so I can keep playing. So, yeah, every uh, once in a while we play a game where it'll have some issues, but I enjoy the game so much I can I'll I'll overlook them because I'm like, yeah, this is this is the only game I got that's like this. So, yeah, I, I just think it's a it's a good time, um, regardless of how many people I've played with. I I do prefer to play it co op, uh, just because I like being able to be in a you know a, a Discord call with those people while playing and yeah. having a, a social interaction. But yeah. Um, well, yeah. it's like if you're gonna play D and D by yourself, it'd be kind of uh, not as fun as. Well, that would be tricky. You need to DM at least. Yeah. The gear. Well, what if you're DMing it yourself <laughs> and then rolling the dice with your characters? Uh, I think you should visit a card shop and make some some buddies at yeah. that point. So yeah, probably. But yeah, no, it's it's a great time, and if it even remotely sounds uh, interesting, I would just say pull the trigger and try yeah. it out. I, I think you said it's on Game Pass too, so just try it. That's what that guy told me who said oh. that's where he played it. I don't know if it still is because I know Game Pass cycles things out. But if it is on Game Pass, check it out. Yeah, I bought it on Steam, so it's hard to make that connection. Plus, the Steam Workshop is on Steam. Huge, not in, huge in benefit. Game Pass, yeah. So. yeah, I wonder if Game Pass has a campaign exchange type thing. I'd be curious to know that myself. Yeah, because you know? that's kind of a huge thing on Steam is that you could you even have access to that workshop. Yeah, it's a pretty big one. Yeah. Like for the longevity of that game, that's going to keep that game alive community wise. For so. sure. Unless they keep releasing stuff for it. But yeah, no, fun game. Worth uh, worth a, an A range for sure. Yeah. Uh, fix some bugs and add some stuff. I think it could easily be a solid A or higher. So. Yeah, same. I, I could I could see myself giving this an A if some of the things were worked out. So, yeah. Anything else? Nope. All right, let us know in the comments. Have you guys played Celasta? If you have, what do you think of it? If you haven't, why haven't you played it? And have we convinced you to maybe check it out? Uh, do you like these types of games? What's your favorite one? Probably Divinity Original Sin 2. Um, because <laughs> that one's just so good. I would like to... Playing this, I start looking into other games like it because I'm like, man, I forgot how much I like these games. Mm. Um, so yeah, I kind of want to play Divinity again too, but one at a time. And uh, yeah, what kind of classes do you typically play in a D&D style game or a Celastic type game? Um, I typically like more agile characters who can have a lot of mobility and a lot of moves um, that are a little riskier because they don't have a lot of health. Um, what do you typically like to play? In turn-based games, I love playing casters. Yeah. I love playing magicians in turn-based games. So um, if it was more action-based, probably an archer. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I think it's going to do it. For this episode of Game of the Month, though, as always, thank you for watching. Make sure to like and subscribe if you enjoy this episode. Make sure to check out our other episodes. Check out our streams and socials linked down below. You can check out our Discord link down below. You can talk to us anytime, all time. We're on iTunes, Spotify, and other podcast platforms if you prefer to listen to us in audio form. We have a Patreon if you'd like to support this channel more than liking, commenting, sharing, and subscribing if you're brand new here. And I have a TikTok link down below if you'd like to watch my shorts. Uh, YouTube recently hit me up in an email saying that uh, I am allowed revenue on my shorts now. And I'm like, you don't let me upload shorts. So I don't know what you're talking about. Bonkers. So yeah, I, I got <laughs> to get that figured try out. Try to figure out how to talk to someone. Yeah, I don't get it. But anyway, uh, thank you for joining me, Chevy, for this conversation. Oh, yeah. Thank you guys for joining as well. Until the next episode, uh, have a good one, guys, and take it easy.